You're listening to the Know the Cause podcast with Doug Kaufman. Visit us online at knowthecause.com and join the conversation at facebook.com slash knowthecause. Once again, I am Doug Kaufman. Welcome aboard. Uh, Anxious for you to hear about this one because this one has been years in the making. I assumed this was common knowledge uh, 40 years ago, but lo and behold, I'm reading in this article, uh, it comes out of the Swedish Research Council, that we have a huge problem. And I've been trying to assist people with it on TV and in these podcasts and blogs for a long period of time. The huge problem is mold. Yeah, the kind that grows in the home and so forth. Now, I'm Doug Kaufman. I am one fun guy. I mean, I've been around this for 44 years studying it. And lo and behold, here comes a study. It was October of 2015. And I want to read you the headline. It was in Science Daily News. Mold toxins more prevalent and hazardous than we thought. Mold toxins in buildings uh, damaged by moisture are considerably more prevalent than was previously thought, according to new international research. I'm hoping that's America also, but I doubt it. Researchers have analyzed dust and material samplings from buildings damaged by mold. Virtually all of the samples contain toxins from the molds. Let me tell you why this is relevant so you don't go to sleep on me here. Uh, Mold, we didn't know this 50 years ago. Mold, certain molds... And they're about, we think about 400 of these molds today, three to 400. One of them is candida albicans, yeast infections, jock itch. Um, These have secondary or make secondary byproducts, metabolites of the mold, uh, called a mycotoxin. Myco means mold or fungus and toxin is poison. Once they're in your body, they make these. So we're slowly being poisoned by mold and we... Uh, unfortunately, don't have healthcare professionals who understand this. We're kind of on our own, kids. I mean, it's important that we understand this so we can help our children, our mom and dad, and so forth. Worse, these molds can grow in lumps called ascomycetes. Now you're taking a shower in the morning, you're cleaning under your arms, and you feel a lump. What do you do? You run to the doctor. Doctors do not know what ascomycetes are, and every one of these patients goes on to be told they have cancer. I'm telling you, it's really, really serious, folks. Uh, Just a couple of months ago, or that's not true, in 2013, a major journal called Lung, L-U-N-G, reported that 27 diagnosed lung cancer patients didn't have it at all when further studies were done. Here's the problem. No pulmonologist, no lung doctor in America does these further studies. Boy, when you have lung cancer, you have lung cancer and you're getting treated. All 27 of these people dropped out of the cancer phenomenon, had lung fungus, and all 27 survived on antifungal drugs. You think this is rare? I think it's very, very common. Three women who were told they had breast cancer, somebody was smart enough to do a a small needle aspiration. It's called an FNA, a fine needle aspiration. So they go in with a 27-gauge needle right into the lump in the breast. They aspirate some tissue. They grow it out on a Petri dish, and guess what it was in these three women? Thank you. It was not cancer. It was mold. Mold grows in lumps. I think, let me just jump off here and make a bold statement. I think most cancers diagnosed today are erroneous. I think they're lumps, but what made... Folks, the the problem here in medicine is this. We are observing the effect and calling it the cause. Why, you're suffering from a lump in your breast. That's cancer. 
Really? What caused the lump? Well, cancer. What causes cancer? We don't know. Just sign up for this treatment right away. And this treatment rips apart the immune system just as much as the mold does. So we have a problem. So let me go on and read this. Mold toxins more prevalent and hazardous than thought. There's a woman who did this research paper. I'm very proud of her. Erica Bloom. And folks, it's not coincidental that this comes out of Sweden. A lot of these studies come out of Mexico and Nicaragua and Africa and anywhere but America where we sell billions of dollars. Mm, can I say trillions of dollars worth of mycotoxins every year? It's called alcoholic beverages. It's called penicillin or their derivatives. So drugs and booze are mycotoxins. Penicillium is the mold. The poison it makes is called penicillin. Now, thank God penicillin's there. It saved a lot of lives. But you have to wonder, 10 years later, for every one it saved, is it injuring five more? The damage done by mycotoxins doesn't go away when you stop swallowing them. Alcoholics sometimes years later end up with liver disease because of the damage. By the way, brewer's yeast is the mold. The poison it makes is called alcohol. So we really are being exposed to this a lot. And that's why you're not seeing these studies, I believe, come out of America. They come out of everywhere but America. She says, previously it was claimed that occurrence of mold does not necessarily mean that these are toxic, uh, that there are the toxins present, mycotoxins. But they are, exclamation point. On the contrary, we can assure that whenever there is visible mold, there are also these mold toxins. It was an excellent paper. I just couldn't put it down. Um, she goes on to say mold in buildings is a phenomenon that has been known since the days of the Old Testament. And then she references Leviticus, where the Lord told Moses and Aaron, hey, here's the land I'm giving you guys. Good work. Pat on the back. But if I put a spreading mildew in a house in that land, you must tell the owners and then the high priest, hey, I see gray fuzz growing on my walls. Folks, why didn't the Lord put butterflies? Why not kumquats? Why not Volkswagens? Why mildew? My Bible, which is the NIV Bible, you can look this up. I think it's Leviticus 32 or 34. My Bible denotes this at the bottom. It says, why was mildew so dangerous? Because this fungus could spread rapidly and cause disease. No doctor in America fully understands this. Yet it was talked about 2,000 years ago. Why are we pointing our doctors away from this? Doctors learn a huge amount about bacteria, claiming every infection in the world is due to bacteria, because that's what they learn. Well, here comes 100 antiviral drugs for herpes and various other viral infections. Now they're learning about virology. There's only a handful of antifungal drugs, so they believe. Actually, there's many more, and I'll expound on this. In a later podcast, when I talk about statin drugs, and I talk about antidepressants, and I talk about uh, diabetes medicines, they're all antifungal too. Shh, don't tell anybody I said that. But they are, and it's all documented. No wonder diabetic patients get better. You know, it's just nothing short of amazing. Could it all be fungus, folks? According to this article, the cat's out of the bag. Fungus is more prevalent than we thought and more toxic than we thought. Let me just tell you something. If you had a bagel this morning, maybe toast, you got about 0.15 milligrams set of paper of this mold in you. Now, let me give you the good news before I sign off. If you ate greens, you know, spinach, uh, any kale, greens, 
Then you got something called chlorophyll. That absorbs mycotoxins in your body. So eat with that in mind. Lots of greens in your diet. Uh, know that you can offset the damage very often done by these mycotoxins and absorb them with something called chlorophyll in the food that the same guy put here who taught us about Leviticus thousands of years ago. Thank God. Thank you for listening to the Know the Cause podcast with Doug Kaufman. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to give us a five-star rating on iTunes or tell a friend. For more, visit us online at knowthecause.com or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash knowthecause.